hey, hey, what's up, folks? DC here. I made a statement in the last podcast, which was the first podcast of mine. You know what? I'm going to break my train of thought. I've got to say thank you to, to anybody that may be using a few minutes of their precious time to listen to me. I want to just sincerely thank you, and I really sincerely appreciate it. So anyway, back to what I was saying. I made a statement saying that you need to step out of your comfort zone physically right now. And this is so as to have a better chance of of you being physically able to do the things you want to do as you get to 50 and beyond. Now, I I just want to show you there are different things that can be the genesis of this. And I want to give you one example. There's a a lady in her 70s. Uh, Her name is Ernestine Shepard. She's what they call a septuagenarian. That's a word that I brutalized, but it basically means people that are in their 70s. Anyway, Ernestine is the world's oldest female bodybuilder. Now, this woman earned entry into the Guinness Book of World Records by competing in her first bodybuilding competition at 71 years of age. Now, get this. She didn't start working on fitness until she was 56. What was the genesis of her starting? Well, her sister died suddenly from a brain aneurysm. And afterwards, Ernestine committed herself to fitness. She does daily 10-mile runs and strength training by dawn. That's pretty phenomenal. Now, that's definitely some serious high expectations of yourself, some pretty high goals. And you might be thinking, well, this guy's crazy because I don't have time. I've got kids to take care of. I put in long hours of work. I'm a single parent. I can't get to the gym. Or maybe you can't afford to get a gym membership. Typically, these are responses from people that are younger than 50 years old. However, at 50 and beyond, the reasons tend to be, I don't have the energy I used to have, I'm too tired after work, and many folks uh, are still working, you know, beyond 50, including myself. You know, I have bad knees or a bad back, or as soon as I lose this weight, I'm going to start on something. Again, none of these reasons for not doing anything extra are irrational. They all make sense. But I got to tell you, folks, there is never going to be an ideal time. You know, life is always going to be presenting obstacles in front of you. And again, doing anything out of our comfort zone never happens from our intellectualizing about it. Intellectually, we know it's a good idea to change my eating habits. Uh, It would be a good idea for me to do thus and so. But actions toward anything uneasy, it really comes from the gut. We must take those moments in our quiet time. And maybe your quiet time is when you're in the shower. And I want to tell you, don't knock it. I've had a few powerful revelations while taking a shower. But we must look at what's really important. I feel with all my heart, there are just a few important aspects of our lives. One is being loved and loving someone. Two is your health. And three is the preciously short time we are alive. I mean, in my humble opinion, everything else falls under this triangular umbrella. You know, you need to make money for your family, right? Well, you need to have your health to do that. You want to enjoy your retirement years? Well, the quality of that enjoyment depends on how healthy you are. Once we recognize this, then we can ask ourselves, what can I do to help ensure a functionally strong and fit body into or through those years which qualify us to receive membership to ARP? And that's coming if we're lucky. Here's where we take this awareness of ours, of our thoughts, and get organized in writing with a plan of action. Because so many folks are still working in a career, because either they want to or or people over 50 are working because we need to. Whichever is the case, 
the big picture objective must be placed in stone, metaphorically speaking, that is. Uh, the plans or strategies to get there need to be more fluid. And this is what I mean. Your objective, may, let's say, is to be able to pick up and move around 50-pound sacks of fertilizer for your garden when you're in your 70s because you're, you're, that's your thing. You're, you're into gardening. And so you, let's say you're 55 years old now and you write out a training routine consisting of strengthening your legs, your abdominal muscles, and your back because that's, that's what you need, right, to pick up and lift stuff. So for 30 minutes to three or four days a week, here's what's going to happen. You've scheduled 30 minutes of some kind of training for, let's say, 6.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But your schedule at work has changed, and that is that's going to eliminate the time as a possibility. Or let's say you've got to take care of your grandkids during that time because you need to help out your daughter or your son. And these things, these kinds of things are going to happen. I know because in the 53 years I've been pushing my body to stay functionally fit, I've had all kinds of obstacles put in front of me. I mean, there were times I was training my body at 11 o'clock at night. These are the moments, though, that check you on how bad you want to create a new physical self. Here's an anecdotal example, or another one, I should say, of what I'm talking about. It's a year-long section of my life, really, that's what I'm talking about. My wife and I were teachers while raising our children, and my wife is still a teacher after 32 years, and I've moved on to another career. Anyway, at one point, we had two of our three kids in private school. On top of that, all of our kids were involved in activities that required a good amount of cash. Needless to say, we were always working two jobs, teaching summer school, all of that. One year, I took a job delivering newspapers to houses and apartments in the morning. This was seven days a week, 365 days a year. I still had to work teaching school. So I'd wake up around 1.30 in the morning, go into the distribution center, roll the papers, load them into my truck, and go out and deliver them. I was around 50 years old. The thing is, a few months prior to this, starting this second job, I had decided to start training for sprint triathlons. Now, a triathlon is where you swim a certain distance, then you get on a bike and ride a certain distance, and then you get off the bike and you do a, a running portion. Typically, we think of triathlons as very long distance affairs, but I was doing sprint triathlons. Anyway, this moment in time was one of the biggest challenges to what I'm preaching. When I delivered papers to apartments, I would sprint between one apartment and another. Uh, some of my running was done at 10 to 11 o'clock at night. I don't think I, I ever managed more than, let's say, four and a half hours of good sleep all at once ever during this time period. But I was driven to do this. And again, you may not be trying to be a competitive athlete, but moving to action that will establish a new behavior for you will require a good amount of drive. And you notice I didn't say motivation. People use motivation a lot. But motivation comes and goes. Motivation is about as deep as the layer of your skin on your body. Drive is a little different. And there's going to be many times where you will not be motivated worth a damn. However, being driven to move yourself to a better level of physicality will force you to action. Now, I'm in my 60s, and my work weeks are often 70-plus hours. And I have a reason for working like this. I've got some goals, economic goals, paying off our house and so forth. I don't train as often as I'd like. I get in maybe three to four days a week training. And sometimes what I think about doing in my, in my head on a particular day is compromised by the fact that my body is fatigued. So I get in what my body will give me. I get in what I can do. And this is what success actually will often look like. Sometimes my body responds brilliantly. And then my 75 minutes of training is fantastic. But this doesn't happen very often. Now, here's another example I want to give you. And these are the kinds of people that I look at that inspire me. There's this octogenarian. 
this is a person that's in their 80s. He's a distance runner. His name is Ernest Andrus. He's 89 years old. He started running distance 25 years ago. So he basically started in his 60s. And he was inspired by the 84 Olympics. So it wasn't as dramatic as Ernestine, right? But this is what triggered something in him. So this, the 84 Olympics came to his hometown of L.A. He started doing 5Ks and then 10K runs. Well, apparently Ernest has gotten pretty driven because he's now doing 200-mile runs. So, you know, again, this is incredible desire and drive in these two examples, right? Uh, and, and your desires are, are probably a couple of notches below those I just mentioned. The thing is, if you are in your 50s and you can't cut your own toenails anymore because you don't have the flexibility to bend over to get to them, what are you going to do about it? You can change it. You really can. It just, again, it takes in that quiet moment, that gut decision to do it. Once that decision is made, you take one small step, no matter how clumsy, no matter how much you struggle to do it. If it's, you decide, you know what, I'm going to take 15 minutes every two or three days and I'm going to do air squats in my bedroom. Now that's a start somewhere. So anyway, that's really all I've got to say for this particular podcast, folks. That's it for this session. I'm not quite sure what to call this yet. I, it's so short, I, I don't dare call it a show. And I'm not interviewing anybody yet. But uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out the next podcast. And I want to thank my editor, Dana Timmer. If you need a great editor, you can reach Dana at dana.j.timmer at gmail.com. And the last thing I want to say, folks, is keep leaning into your life. Cheers. <laughs>